Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So guys, another straight dude is angry about gay people having rights. Isn't that My a shocker? It's I like, love it's, it. It's one of our favorite stories. First it was wedding cakes, it and is. now it's wedding <laughs> photography. The wedding business is basically a novella. I mean, mm-hmm. it is just so like funny a, to me. it's General Hospital. It's a soap opera. Nothing but, to me is funnier than, I mean, you've heard me say it, but like, it is the wedding industry, but specifically bakers, people who have to make cupcakes and cakes for a living, being right. so vociferously anti-gay <laughs> is the funniest yeah. thing in the world to me. I can't, I can't make cupcakes <laughs> For those but, queers. But I can design a pink rose on a cake. No exactly. problem. Right. Right. No problem, because I'm a man. But right. in Virginia, Chris Herring, I believe I'm saying, I hope I'm saying this right, um, uh, he's a Virginia wedding photographer, and he's challenging a new Virginia law, and the first for southern states, called the Virginia Values Act, which was basically uh, adopting a non-discrimination policy within the Virginia statute that bans discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity, in housing and public uh, and private employment, accommodations, et cetera. Um, and now Chris, who's a wedding photographer, he says that he, it, it, it violates his First Amendment right to not say that he doesn't, to not post on his website, basically, that he won't take pictures at a gay wedding, and he's being represented by the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a oh, very I know. conservative There's always a freedom somewhere. Freedom, yeah. right. Freedom are, are usually family, the American Family Association. They the freedom, are notori- The Freedom Family Council. Notoriously anti-LGBTQ, and they filed a lawsuit saying that he faces the impossible choice, violating the law and risking bankruptcy or promoting views against his faith or, or closed down. That's that, basically that sure, the option. That is, of course, the impossible choice. Not, not the choice of coming out and facing facing, you know, bullying and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, abuse and betray. No, the, the, the impossible choice is violating the law and risking bankruptcy by promoting his hatred of gay people online or not. But wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So he, well, he, he would claim that he doesn't hate gay right. people. And this is the plot twist yeah, here's because the he does, he does serve the LGBTQ plus community by taking adventure shoots, which to me just sounds like low key porn shoots. Adventure uh, shoots? He calls That's- them adventure shoots, uh, but it's basically like outdoor photography of gay groups doing things in public or outside yeah, it, it or sounds whatever. like something elliot would do in yeah his 20s, it, does. it does but he wants to post he's afraid to post this statement on his website he says he's not against gay people but that he wants to post a statement on his website saying that it goes against um this is the statement he wants to post on his website because of my faith i can only photograph consistent with who i am and what i believe i can only photograph what celebrates god's creation and design for the world i i should read this in the gayest way possible so my normal voice i won't photograph ceremonies that contradict your, God's your voice your voice barely changed by for the way, marriage but. as something between one man and one woman well he so, says he won't photograph ceremonies that contradict contra- he won't photograph anything that contradicts God's design and he only will photograph what celebrates God's creation and design for the world how does he but like he'll photograph like shirtless woods photo shoots <laughs> yeah but, like, but I mean wait why is it such what, what kind of logic is it that show your pubes. camera he and his camera can only photograph things that makes it's like 
that's not how photography, that's not how the world works, you know? Like, well, that's not how a business works. Fundamentally, uh, if you have a public or even a private business, but you're serving the public, you, sure, you can have people, like in restaurants, you can have, they have the right to kick people out or whatever, but not on the basis of race, gender, sexual orientation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, I, you know, th- this was interesting to me because um, we've talked about the Masterpiece Cake Shop yes. uh, Supreme Court decision in the past that was the seven to two decision um, from a few years ago that allowed, sided in favor of the bake shop that didn't want to make a bake a cake for um, a gay wedding. And, you know, I, it's interesting. I, I, maybe I've sort of softened over the years. I, I don't, I think it's pathetic. I, needless to say, I think this guy's, this photographer, that bakery, I think they're pathetic. Um, I, 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 you know, I guess I don't lose sleep over it. And at the end of the day, sort of my thought was like, as as shitty as it is. And, and, you know, if, you know, if it's a, if they're violating someone's fundamental rights, then, you know, maybe it is worthy of a court battle. But like, part of you is like, if that happened to me, I'd just be like, fine, I don't want you at my wedding. (laughs) I don't want you at my wedding. I would, I would love to get someone who wants to be there. And I, by the way, I, I would, I would also add this. I wouldn't be surprised um, if the overwhelming majority of people at this point, not only does a solid majority support gay marriage, I wouldn't be surprised if there are plenty of people that don't support gay marriage that would have no problem photographing a gay marriage. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if 10% at most of wedding photographers were so so bizarrely stringent in their views that they cannot photograph a gay marriage uh, because they think that will cast them into the uh, the fiery pits mm-hmm. of hell. That's that's I, I guess that's sort of my takeaway. Is like I, I I don't blame any gay people for being appalled or taking this guy to court, um, but like, well, you know, yeah. well that's I mean, the thing. Gay people, I would just look but, for another photographer. But see, that's exactly it. Like gay people weren't making they, they a problem right, about right, this. Right, right, right. Queer people in general, there was no queer couple that was denied service here. It was this one guy who wanted to challenge a new, it was enacted, I mean, we're recording this Sunday, July 12th, but like it was enacted last Wednesday in Virginia. Yeah, so it's like an activist stance. And it's 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 a conservative activist stance from this group that probably had to find this guy just to be yeah. able to yeah, yeah, yeah. file right, this right. lawsuit to, to challenge the Virginia Values Act, which is the first non-discrimination LGBTQ measure enacted by a Southern state. And so there's no queer person upset about this. It's only the conservative right, people right. who became Very upset. True. Absolutely. Well, by the way, I mean, that's what makes him in particular an asshole to me is yeah. it's like you waited, you know, you, you waited for this to go into effect. And by the way, here's two, here's two options. You can go through, you know, you can go through the rigmarole of being re- represented by the Alliance Defending Freedom. You can, you know, take a stand against the Virginia Values Act, or you could just be quiet. You could just be yeah. quiet, mind your business. And we both know, like, we all know subsequently that, like, any self-respecting gay couple is not going to want to go to Masterpiece Bake Shop for a wedding cake. They're <laughs> no. not going to go to Chris Herring to get their wedding Although, photography. I think Chris or- is maybe Brent's type. I mean, I looked up. Oh, I, I just, don't think I saw any pictures. I just Google image a picture whoa, of him, and I mean, whoa, he's a, he's a, I'll be the I'll be the judge of that. Chris, got, how do you spell it? 
Chris Herring, H E R R I N G, Virginia. That's Virginia. what I Googled. Um, the, link, the link to the, the article should take you to a, hopefully. Yeah, a I mean, I think in a dark room, Brent would hit it. Oh, wow. Oh, he is Brent. That is Brent's yeah. type. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, I mean, well, uh, well, I wouldn't pay to fuck him, but he's, he's, he's a solid <laughs> six to seven out of 10. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, just think it's, it's not unheard of for a gay couple to want to go get him to photograph their wedding. <laughs> that said, I, I would, I agree. Like, if I'm a gay person and getting married, I want a gay person who's going to photograph the wedding, who's going to catch me at the angles that I know only a queer person would understand. Mm. And, and if you're and, not going to get married and you're just going to go ziplining with Michael, he will take your pictures. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he only takes adventure pictures. What the fuck is an adventure picture? <laughs> See, that just sounds like a Sean Cody porn to me. <clears throat> really? An adventure I mean, shit? That, that yeah. literally sounds like a, a list of, of like fetishes Elliot Glazer is into. Adventure shoot. <laughs> he, he's into adventure shoots. Adventure shoots. Your com has to shoot 12 feet or less. Or more, you know, or more. <laughs> you know, looking, looking, looking closer. That guy, this this guy does have a great smile. Oh, stop! He's the worst. Not even joking. Wait, Brian, I, I do want to hear your take on Mr. Pibb, though. That's important. Well, I don't have like a great sense memory of Mr. Pibb because I think it's right. been a while since I've actually had it. Right. But I I never remember actually tasting a difference between Dr. Pepper and Mr. Pibb. Oh, there's a difference. Is it cuz we're like Coke and Pepsi I feel like are very very different. Very yes. different. And right. even like 7-Up right. and Sprite or whatever. Um but wait, what is like what is I, the difference then? I I, I, can't, I remember Dr. I remember Pepper's going sweeter. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm very passionate about Dr. Pepper. I was yeah, standing by. Yeah, I can tell. It. Dr. Pepper is sweeter, Mr. Pebb is spicier. Interesting. Mm. I, that makes me think I would like Mr. Pebb better. Maybe I should like try it again. Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it again. I had never had Mr. Pibb in my life. And then I went, I, I spent the first semester of college at the University of Minnesota. And that's the only place I've ever been to that had Mr. Pibb everywhere. It must mm-hmm. be like a Minnesota thing. Weird. And I remember just thinking it was like just sort of a Dr. Pepper ripoff. It is. Uh, it tasted, tasted exactly like Dr. Pepper to me. I mean, I think it is supposed to be a ripoff. I also hate the, the typography on Mr. Pibb. I just, it's, it feels like it's mm-hmm. yelling at me. Whereas Dr. Pepper's like, come in. It's juvenile. Dr. Mr. Pibb is very juvenile font. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and the, the Mr. Pibb typeface is like very of its time, maybe like 80s, 90s. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was I love poor kids drink. Yeah. FYI, well, we're, we're, talking about, as... we're talking to, with Brian Rucker about soda. Hi, Brian. Rucker. <laughs> Hi. Now, this is the this is the Doughboys podcast. You guys remember introduction? You guys remember Surge? Remember Surge? Yeah, I remember Surge. Is that, that's like a Mountain Dew genre? It was like a Mountain Dew genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ads were like targeted for teenagers, and I think it had like more caffeine than most. Oh sodas yeah, like or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the ads were like all about like someone would scream Surge, yeah, and then like everyone would jump in a pool or some shit, just something that seemed like kind of chaotic but refreshing at the same time. Wait, did you guys have RC? Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, my yeah. dad, my stepdad worked at an RC plant in like St. Louis in the eighties. Mm. And it was the coolest thing ever because he would bring home, wow. you know, those like those boxes of soda, the 24 case that are like on the flat. They're like the kind you buy at Costco that are stacked, you know, and they're flat. Yeah. He would bring home just stacks of them. And there was a shit soda, but it was like, it's yeah. green. We're it's poor. Garbage. It's garbage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, to this day, I've never had a mellow yellow in my life. Oh, mellow yellow is not good. 
Oh, I know. I mean, it's at the the Coke Freestyle uh, machines, Mellow Mm. Yellow, because they don't have Mountain Dew. Don't you just love a freestyle machine? I mean, the freedom. (laughs) So when 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 we could live in the normal world, my boyfriend and I would choose movie theaters based on who had freestyle. Do mm. any well, I guess like the indie chains don't, but all the AMCs do, I feel like. Yeah, the one at um the uh, at the um, not Americana, uh help the me the Grove. The Grove does not. Glendale Americana does. Okay. So okay. All right. So I'm sorry, we got a little a little so in the weeds on Brent, soda, but Brent is Brian, done with the topic going. he started. Brent is <laughs> over the topic he started. Well, let's hey, move on. Yeah, I'm leading this discussion, you son of a bitch. Uh Hey guys, we have Brian Rucker uh, on the uh, on the podcast today. Brian is a good friend of the podcast. We've known him for years. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's good good to be on the pod. You have a lot of things that make you a well-rounded, talented, exciting guy. <sighs> but the one that I was actually really excited to talk about was that you were on Jeopardy uh, like a couple of years back. I was. It's actually been almost exactly two years since uh my episode aired wow it's funny how like with coronavirus um you know how like during the quarantine like you have nothing to look forward to i've developed an affinity for jeopardy and wheel of fortune oh wow and usually by like one or two in the afternoon i'm already like starting the countdown where i'm like hey wheel's gonna be on soon you got something to look forward to (laughs) so you watch both of them live like every day now both both of them live every day that's usually is that the only live tv you watch because that's rare these days watching live Uh, tv uh i actually do like i like live tv and i like cable so i i won't say it is the only time but i i make sure to get those two in that's critically important for me but brian what was that experience like what was it like for you I have to say it was, I mean, it sounds cheesy to say, but it was totally a dream come true. It was yeah. so, so fun. Such a good experience. Um, I, I grew up watching Jeopardy. I think, I mean, since I can sure. remember, I've always sort of watched it and I took, you know, break high school, college, I didn't watch it very much. Um, right. and then I got back into it. And so they have, uh, online tests that you take. Well, I've taken them. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. I haven't, yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. done very well, but go ahead. Continue. Well, you, you don't know. You, you could, you could be <laughs> almost to the, the precipice of, of getting that call. You never know. So yeah, I, 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 I took it like, I guess like four years in a row, probably. Yeah. Um, and so this was what, yeah, two years ago, finally I got, uh, I think it was well, first an email and then they say, you know, you, you, you can audition in person. And so right. They, they bring you to it's like a Holiday Inn Express or something in Ooh, Culver City. Yeah, it's sort of sort of by Sony where they tape the show. They right. do the um, same thing with Wheel of Fortune. It's out there by then that Holiday oh, Inn Express. Have you, yeah, have you? Yeah, they didn't. Wa- I had Fortune? too much personality for Wheel of Fortune. Oh. And, I, and I was okay. on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, you got you got to dumb it down. Mm-hmm. And Elliot's bad well, on Wheel. Of he Fortune. was on Wheel of Fortune when he was a child, so it doesn't quite oh, count for the adult. Go, years. And you can't go back, even though he like Google's the rules every year I've, because Elliot wants to go back. I tried to get in touch, and they they were like no you can't and i was like i was a kid this was 30 years ago please and they just will not relent you have too much personality you couldn't get on now i would sweep i would sweep sorry you were on like a a children's tournament of wheel of fortune yeah i was pick your favorite teacher i would watch it every day and i wrote the producers because i was like a little like 
businessman Little, or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Businessman no. slash huge fag. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I get. But you also didn't have much luck on the show, Elliot. You like almost every letter you called out was wrong. Well, that's, they didn't... that's not true. Uh, that is that's not the case. Let's not make it worse for him now. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 you failed. The fourteen-year-old who was, as my mom pointed out, way too old to to, <laughs> to compete against two eleven-year-olds. Uh, was uh he swept he literally swept he had so much luck and i had i I just had so little access to the wheel man and it and it wasn't Uh, the wrong letter choices i had access as pat said himself he said you guys you got skunked okay Okay. (laughs) that was nice of him yeah 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 (laughs) wait 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 brian did you was the audition process like when Dorothy auditioned on the Golden Girl? Was it like, was it similar? It's been so long. I do remember seeing that episode a long time ago. I don't really remember her audition process. We uh, do. You go, yes. yeah, you, you go into, well, you, it's like any other audition, really. Like you're in a waiting room with a bunch uh-huh. of other people. Bunch of dorks. Continue. A bunch of, yeah. That, well, that's the other thing is like, you know, usually at like, acting auditions which i do very very few of but most people are like extremely beautiful and confident and this audition is like the biggest like introvert nerds in the world so i felt like a fucking movie star yeah like i'm so confident i'm so like great in like in front of the camera and so they they bring you into like a smaller room like a classroom with uh you know like a proctor and Mm -hmm. you do a written test and Mm -hmm. you you know you can't use your phone or whatever do they watch you the, yeah, well, I don't. I think there's only like one, maybe two people, so it's it's not like high surveillance, but right, yeah, you know, you're not supposed to cheat because I think on the online test, I mean, you have like ten seconds to answer those online questions, but mm-hmm. if you're really fast, you probably could do a little bit of cheating. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but the in-person one, you got the new iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> fifty questions, uh, and I I just really did well on that. Like it was, it, they were just sort of my category. So I, yeah. I, I, I felt really confident uh, coming out of that audition. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then it was like months later, they called me and said, you know, Oh, and th- b- before that you also do like an interview. Yeah. A personality sure, test. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I made sure to be really um, explicit about my homosexuality. Oh, yeah. Because they do a little affirmative action on Jeopardy. Sure. Um, so it's like, okay, I need to. How were you explicit? Did you like show them your. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, your junk. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, just talking about like uh, my, you know, just talking about my husband or uh, <laughs> other. Every, John Flynn, yeah, wonderful every, comedian exactly. as well. Every sentence was my husband. And they're like, we just asked for your social <laughs> security it. number. We don't need your husband's name now. Uh, and then I had, you know, like an act up t-shirt. Oh um, brother. That's, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was trying. And, and again, like most of these people are super, super nervous. So I did feel right. sort of confident that you my. You killed it. You, you were probably in the top one percentile, Brian. Well, I don't know about one percent. Oh. <laughs> Top ten percent. Episode maybe. that you were on also featured a contestant who came back. Yes, because he oh, uh, he he he. Well, I'll let you just describe it because he he miss he saw something incorrectly or or it's very unclear. So I and I don't like. I think he should have gone back. Like I do think it was fair for him to to be able to have another chance. Let me see if I remember this. The the final it was so it was final Jeopardy. And the question was about, let's see, the, well, the answer was tree hugger that I remember that. And 
the the way that they worded it was um i think they said this is a person who da 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 uh who's like an environmentalist or whatever so i think there was confusion over what type of answer they wanted whether it was like a generalized well, actually thing mm-hmm. i can or, i can i just read it he he, he saw th- he saw you saw this and he saw his instead of uh, he somehow was he didn't see the t in in this so he he crossed out tree hugger at the last minute and wrote the name of uh somebody i'm forgetting the name of who he wrote but he wrote somebody's name because he thought it was about a, a person even though the right answer was tree hugger because you were t- they were talking about a noun this mm. so he saw he so the 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 question was printed correctly and he just saw something? No, apparently different. the question was printed incorrectly. Was printed, that's what I thought. And Alex said it oh, correctly. Yes. So it was so hearing it versus... It right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, okay. Um, oh, it's, a, it's an interesting story. It, it, it's a weird... It it's a weird story. He also, he also cursed live... Or not live, but like while we were taping, which I thought... It seemed like something that would happen all the time, Wait, just like saying cursed, shit. He cursed in that moment? No, earlier he like had a wrong answer and he said This shit. guy sounds like an asshole. Mm-hmm. He was very nervous, but uh, he was, I mean, we, I thought we were all good on that episode. I, again, similar to Elliot, I, I felt like I got a bum rap just because the, they weren't my categories yeah. in, in Double Jeopardy. It wasn't had, Mr. Pitt. It wasn't soda. It wasn't yeah. fast food. But like <laughs> I studied so hard on geography and um i you know like like arts and entertainment like that sort of stuff stuff yeah. that i'm already pretty knowledgeable at and then it was there were like two sports categories and there were, i just remember there was an irish history category in double jeopardy oh, God. and i was just like fuck yeah that see that's the thing i i watch all the time i've i've now taken the online test i haven't done profoundly well but uh i will say i when i watch you know most episodes there is you know, I, I do well enough that I'm like, I, I wouldn't win. There's no scenario in which I would win, but I could like, I could, I wouldn't be negative by the end of the show. Yeah. But then every once in a while, there will be a round or a, a game where I'm like, I didn't know a single fucking answer in that entire round. And I'm like, what if I, I really, I really wouldn't go on Jeopardy, but I'm like, what if I went on Jeopardy and, and like this round starts and I'm like, I don't know a fucking thing. So, so much of it is, is timing. And if you had, cause I had about a month to, to like practice and get good. If you knew you were going to tape an episode in a month and you studied, you would get to the point where you might not win, but at least you would be quick enough to like answer yeah. some of the questions. Cause yeah. I was, I felt like I was so in shape when I actually taped it, even though I didn't win, I felt like I did an okay job. But yeah. now if I, I would be so stupid, I would literally like get, you know, right. a negative 20,000 or whatever. Right, right, right. So you, so it really is like, there's a study process and do they tell you what to study or you just. N- no, not at all. I, I, there, there's like a, a website that has an online database of, I think like every single question ever asked on Jeopardy and you just, you just drill oh. yourself. And then oh I, God. I was watching, and you know, I tried to watch at least like three or four episodes a day and keep score of like how well you do and try to get better. But that's all you can do. You just like, cause it's such a wide base of knowledge. Um, You have to just sort of focus on the parts of trivia that you already are strong at because unless you're like a total genius or like have a photographic memory, you're, you're never going to learn anything or you're never going to learn everything. 
So you have to. It feels your- like just like luck. I mean, I had a friend who was, it was just recently on like a couple of months ago and he won. And it was like, to me, I thought like, I'm definitely smarter than him. <laughs> <laughs> and he won. And I didn't think he was going to win, but he did. I, win. Said, I feel like it's just luck. I've said it over and over and over. Anybody with half a brain should go on any or as many game shows as they can because if you have half a brain and you have and you strike some luck, you will make money. Yeah, and I think I they don't should. want. Me. I know. No, they too much personality. I'm telling you, I've auditioned. They don't want people with personality. Yeah, but sorry, Brian. Oh no, 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 no offense taken. <laughs> Something tells me that unique. Alan auditions like in full drag, screaming at I the know. top of his lungs, and they're like, "Oh, Cast no thanks." Me. Well, you need to go on one of more of those like personality-based oh, game yeah. shows. You know, I did recently. I interviewed Lisa Kudrow recently, and she uh, produces that one daytime game show that's hosted by Meredith Vieira. Now I'm blanking on the name. Millionaire? And I literally. Not millionaire, no. Oh. She, another one, a new one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would be great on that show. It was totally unprofessional of me <laughs> to suggest myself for her game show. I'm sure, like Lisa Kudrow, personally, like decides who the contestants yes. are. I'm texting the producer <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> so, a, a, a couple more questions, and then we'll then we'll move on uh, because you also host a podcast that I, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about. But uh, so, as the day drew nearer, though, did you start to did you start to get that feeling of panic that you were oh, like, absolutely. you're obviously an incredibly smart guy, but you're like, what if I just get unlucky and I'm that one guy every year that's like negative two thousand by the end of the game? I, I mean, my <laughs> only goal going into that was literally to like not get memed and like get completely <laughs> right. humiliated oh no you want to be mean though Lewis no, I don't, mean. see i don't have I, i'm not as extroverted as you <laughs> I, <guess> <laughs> I, I wanted to like go off into anonymity at the end but um but no i because you know there's yeah there's always that one person that has like negative twenty thousand dollars or whatever like you know lady answers 25 wrong questions in a row and i was just like terrified (laughs) right um but then once i mean once you answer like one or two right you i think you get a little confidence then then you get in it yeah and and it goes so fast it goes almost as fast as like watching it like there's very Mm -hmm. little downtime they have it it's such a machine um that it's it's over before you know it it's so interesting i feel like in you talking about this i think i've watched more comedy shows that have featured jeopardy than i have actually jeopardy episodes oh Oh, yeah so golden girls golden girls mama's family oh of course had a great one and then it led in it bled into a two-part hawaii episode because they won the trip on jeopardy mama did uh I, that show every afternoon after school. Oh. And I remember my mom screaming at me to like turn it down because I think it triggered her own like family memories. Oh my God. Yeah, that yeah. show was so important because it, it like not for my family because it's based in Missouri and I'm from Missouri, but also it was one of the first shows that realized that they didn't, they, they couldn't get traction in prime time. So they sold, this is crazy. They sold it into syndication. And that's how it made all that shit ton of money is because they, and they had a whole like 10 year run in syndication. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that yeah. was syndicated. Wow. It was Mama's Family, right? Mama's Family, but Saved okay. by the Bell did that. Like so many yeah. shows. Oh, sure. That. Yeah. I'll sure. tell you one thing. I think Vicki Lawrence is charming, but I do not find her funny. Oh, I, I, I don't enjoy her. Mama's Family. I'll tell you that much. I love her on Instagram. I, she messages oh, me. We <laughs> DM. Yeah. I mean, when I was eight years old, nothing was funnier than Mama's Family to me. I don't know. Really? If it would <laughs> hold up now, but yeah, like Southern people screaming at each other mm-hmm. is to me. Perfect. It's perfect. That was just one of these shows where, like, as a kid, I could I could just totally drink in Saved by the Bell and Growing Pains and Who's the Boss. Loved them all. Couldn't you couldn't 
pay me either. to watch Mama's Family. Oh, either. I thought it was genius, and I had a crush on Bubba. Pay oh, me Bubba. to watch Bubba. It. He was very cute. He was like a like a Southern surfer. Is that He's Tim Conway? Good. No. no. <laughs> He's still good. Really? Uh, Let's check him. And, and then real quick, real hmm. quick, what did you think of Alex Trebek? Uh, exactly what you would expect. You know, very professional, uh, very nice, but a little, you know, robotic. And like, yeah. he has done this a million times. He's, He's right. going through the motion. Do you want to grab the hair? I mean, he does let you shake his hand, but it, it is looking, it's like looking at an animatronic. Yeah. Animatronic, yeah. Um, because he, I mean, you've just seen his image so many times. Right. And I also, now looking back on it, this was, I taped it. I think after he had found out he was sick oh, yeah. before he went public about it. Mm. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, looking for, you know, the subtext in how he was <laughs> interacting with me, but uh, I'm sure there was none. Does he read everything? Does he see everything beforehand and then never mess up? Oh no, he messes up. Okay. That's the only time that they re they redo it really quick, but he'll, he'll misspeak or he'll stumble over a word. Um, more so than I would have expected. It was, it was definitely a handful of times. Um, but then they'll just quickly, you know, pick it up again and just keep going. I mean, it's hard if you think about it, how much he's actually reading questions. It's more than like a, like a reporter during a, like an evening news broadcast. Like he's constantly talking. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's new. I mean, it's complicated sentence structures yeah. you know, and he has to speak like perfectly, you know, yeah. if right. he doesn't, then, then something like what happened to what's his face could happen. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite moments of your episode of Jeopardy, uh, which I watched. Wait, you can watch it. Is it on like streaming? No, I, I watched it when oh, it was it on. When, oh. I watched it when it was on. And I was he watches live every day. Yeah, that's true. I was texting your boyfriend that uh, to tell you that I was watching just so I got, you know, some credit uh, amongst <laughs> my friends. But you mentioned, as I recall, you mentioned that you host a podcast. Your interview was about the podcast you host. And your podcast is kind of like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, sort of this iron, uh, 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 I guess, ironic exploration of Gwyneth Paltrow's goop. Yeah. So it's, it's called goop yourself. Uh, I host it with my writing partner, Aggie Hewitt and you're, you're right. It's, it started off complete, well, not completely ironic, but like sort of, you know, to make fun of it or to, to, to explore how like stupid a lot of what (laughs) goop does is and what, you know, and what is goop again? Like I know it's Gwyneth Paltrow's thing, but what exactly is it? The lifestyle I mean, website. <laughs> yeah. And actually, yeah, I mean, that's some, really what it is. Yeah. Some breaking news here. Cause I just looked at goop before we started recording. They have a new slogan that oh. just popped up today, <laughs> I think. So goop's official slogan as of, uh, you know, July 15th, 2020 is clean, holistic results driven. And oh, they've trademarked that. Results driven. That's odd. <laughs> Oddly corporate. Well, that's the thing is I, I started, so Goop started in 2008 as just like an email newsletter yeah. that she would send out once a week about, cause I think it was, you know, her downtime when she was shooting Iron Man or whatever. And she right, was just like, right. I have some time to kill. Uh, and she would talk like, like any of us who are opinionated and feel like we, you know, have right. the best taste in the world. She would recommend, you know, recipes and, yeah. uh, books and movies or whatever. And it just sort of slowly snowballed into this, this huge company. I think she has like 250 people working for I her now. Have a, I know a couple people that work for her. I do really? too. Yeah. 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 Um, and they, they, they love it. My, my friends yeah. love it, but I don't know. I don't know about your friends, but who's no, buying I mean, this? Uh, I mean, rich white women and maybe an ironic gay here and there. 
Sure. I, I, so it's kind, it's kind of low. oh, sorry. I unexpectedly watched the Goop show on uh, Netflix. Just the, I honestly have no had no unexpected. Like you were surprised that you were watching. <laughs> it? Yeah, I was like, I don't want to watch this. And then I watched I watched two episodes, <laughs> and I was like, this is like a cult. It, like it like it really does have the feel aesthetically, visually, and even with the people who work there. There is some sort of cult going on there that is so. Bizarrely, bizarrely, like Brent said, bizarrely corporate and yeah. capitalistic, um, yeah. yet disguised in like pale hue, like holistic, famine. right? Right. Well, <laughs> it, feels, it feels like a punchline. It feels like a joke, just waiting for the punchline. Like the punchline just hasn't come these past twelve years, and we're still all waiting this, this massive joke. Well, and I think that's sort of the genius of it because the the name is so stupid and it, it sort of started out as a joke and it had such, there were such low expectations because it's like this celebrity lifestyle brand at a time where really she was one of the first people sort of monetizing her own celebrity in this way. Yeah. Um, but it became wildly successful and I'm not going to, and I, I try, there's a little bit of Stockholm syndrome because we do talk about it every week. And so we get, we find ourselves defending them against <laughs> some of their oh, more yeah. sort of strident critics. And then I'm like, who am I? Why am I defending this woman <laughs> who like doesn't know who I am? And I'm not like, it's crazy. And like this horrible, like capitalism. Um, and yet there's a, there's a little bit of a sense of humor and a self-awareness that I think does make it sort of go down a little easier. Uh-huh. But Elliot, you're, you're right that, I think because she is an actress and she had to self-consciously rebrand herself as a businesswoman, um, she is a little insecure about her sort of business prowess. And so she, she leads with that because obviously she's, she's so beautiful. She's so successful as an actor, but she, I think there is a little bit of uh, imposter syndrome intellectually with her. Mm. And so she, she sort of doubles down on her, business acumen and the people that she interviews for her podcast and features on her brand. It's much more of these sort of these weird sort of boutique women business leaders and brands rather than her like Hollywood peers. Yeah. I'm Um, I'm still just like, where's Blythe? Where's Blythe Danner? That's all all we want. That's all we want. It would be great if she sponsored your podcast. Wouldn't that be great if Goop sponsored your Goop? Would be nice. Really a tiger eating its own tail. They they actually, they, they reached out to us when we first started to be because to threaten you with lawyers no to be like oh my god it's so like cool that you are doing this like a few you know people at the office listen blah 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 and then and then i think there was sort of maybe a mandate from top down at some point to cut cut off contact completely (laughs) because we've periodically tried to contact them for for certain things and it's just like radio silence wow Wow. you know it's interesting because it reminds me of uh Touch of Modern. Are you familiar with that website? They advertised on Facebook. It was like one of the earlier that I can recall habitual Facebook advertisers, at least that was marketed for me. And it's a website that just has just tons of hipster shit and it's all expensive. And it's like, you know, uh, for, for lack of a better example, like I went, I went to it recently. I think they were selling uh, a lamp that you, that you could turn on that looked like a cloud and, <laughs> and uh, music came out of it, but also you could program it to play like thunderstorms, like wow. sounds. And it was like a thousand dollars or something. 
That sounds like a hipster sharper image or something. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it's all curated to like, it's brilliantly curated such that if you, even if it's not something that you would buy a lot of stuff on, you go on and you're like, I, I like almost everything on here in theory uh, though. For sure. And so and group is kind of like that, right? I, yeah. I think it's, it's, well, they, it started at least as like for a very, very niche audience of these like crazy women with too much time and money on their hands right. who mm. every like ache and pain in their body, they feel like they're dying. Right. But right. I think since they've grown, they've, they've tried to, to both expand and also like become a little bit more respectable. Like they had yeah. at some point they had to hire a quote unquote scientist to, oh. to like defend <laughs> their claims because at one point they had a deal with Condé Nast to do mm-hmm. a magazine and they actually released a couple issues, but because Condé Nast does have like a policy of fact checking goop was like, no, that's not for us. We, <laughs> we we're not going to be any part of fact checking. So they like split from Condé Nast and now they have their own like publishing wing. I mean, it is crazy how many, and because I, like follow this every single week of my life. Right. I know sort of the minutia of like, Oh, they're launching this, this product. Uh, they have like this, this new brand. They have like several, I mean, it's, it's crazy as someone who is not a business person at all. And like, this is my only sort of window into like what corporate America looks like. Right. That's, that's how you grow a business. And it's fascinating. Have you, have you smelled or had any interesting conversations about the vagina candle? I have not smelled it personally. Um, we would, we do take like a pilgrimage to the Goop store in Brentwood every yeah. few months to check out the new products. But because of COVID, now we can't do that. Can't do so that. I haven't smelled the vagina. Do they have? They have the vagina candle at the store in Brentwood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. There's of the samples. In one, oh my god, god, I know. But you get that roast chicken at the like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a whole. You'd make a day of it. Um, Is there? Wow. They, they also got. They were like popularized because of the jade egg that also goes in your vagina oh what yeah what what is that so they'll do certain things they know are going to cause a lot of vagina stuff yeah Yeah. yeah, well i mean it's gwyneth paltrow misogynist brand brandy misogynist (laughs) women hating gay women hating gay uh so they they know when they're gonna you know push a button um so there was, yeah, there, a jade egg, which they claimed was, you know, this ancient, and they do a lot of cultural appropriation. I mean, so now they're, sure. I think they're, they're trying to be a little better about that. Um, but it's still pretty terrible. Wait, but this what does is, it do? What does the uh, egg do? It supposedly strengthens your vaginal muscles and also gives some sort of ephemeral energy. Oh, um, okay. Putting it there for, you know, it's sort of similar. Literally, stick Elliot it, just bought it. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Wait, do you, do you stick it in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, I should, I should verify for the viewers right now that Alan is clasping his fingers together <laughs> in a very distinct shape. Oh, sure, <laughs> right. You actually like scooping like a chip scooping. Well, I mean, it yeah. just reminds me of that episode of of Real Housewives of New York where Sonia got her va- vagina rejuvenated. You know, like you could just go do that. It does the same thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, they actually had an episode of Atlanta, Real Housewives of Atlanta, where they tried the jade eggs, and this oh. was before they featured it on Goop. So, oh, see, uh, Nene is Portia on. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are the but, true trailblazers. But that's, that's sort of the that's sort of the hot water they got into with fact checking, which is it's hard to sell jade eggs. Well, because there are there are no facts to check with jade eggs. Right. It's literally <laughs> like <laughs> insanity. How does your um, vagina so, feel? But, but then then there's this whole crew of Stronger. like OBGYNs <laughs> and. 
you know, doctors <laughs> that their whole, they've built their whole careers on debunking goop stuff. And so oh. but they feed on it to, to build their own brands. So right. it's this like circle of right, just right. like craziness. Yeah. They did an episode <laughs> of the show at, at goop labs with an energy healer. And it really was like, what am I watching? Am I watching like magic? Am I watching the power of suggestion? Like all these people. And even like the, uh, Goop, uh, what would you call them? Skeptics? Skeptics sure. who work at Goop. It's yeah. like, I don't buy them either. I don't buy this either. Oh, no. It's all, well, it's all performative. Yeah. Because those skeptics, I mean, they still work at Goop. Oh, they employ skeptics. They employ people they, at the company. On the to- show, they're like, oh, this, these two employees don't fully believe in energy healing. And then believe right. it or not, they're, they're and they, and Meanwhile, they have, they have like dream catcher tattoos on their cheeks and shit. And you're like, oh, I don't God. know. <laughs> oh, they, they, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow to me seems like the type of like brunch date that you're excited to go on. Like you're excited for it. And then midway through the conversation, you're like, why am I, why am I talking about your vagina so much? Well, because mm-hmm. she, she is, I feel like she's like relatively intelligent and she has, you know, like interesting things to say for a Hollywood celebrity. And yet she's still like of that world, like no matter how much she tries to broaden her horizons to like hear and amplify like other women's voices that have different experiences than her. At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, she's still Gwyneth Paltrow and she's still like, have she's still led this completely charmed life yeah, yeah. Sure. on the right. on the show so her like, coo i guess it's her coo this lady named elise elise yeah elise <laughs> elise is like kind of like her her like bad girl antagonist who every now and then will be like because you're a princess honey and gwyneth is like <laughs> okay and it's like but elise elise is like literally like uh uh, <laughs> uh what's that movie where they're eating each other's asses through their mouths or whatever <laughs> Oh, the oh, human oh, centipede? Yeah. yeah. Human centipede. She's like human centipeding oh. with, with Gwyneth all the time. And it's right. like every moment, every moment that she like quote throws shade at her on the show, it's like, I don't buy this either. Elise Elise is Gwyneth. Oh, well, Elise is worse than Gwyneth. Worse, when Elise yes. came on board, she's the one that I think helped Gwyneth pivot to a more sort of woo-woo mystical uh uh, got the i mean if you guys yeah. want to really like have a horrible day listen to any goop podcast uh because they do their own podcast where elise interviews someone who's talking about like racial injustice oh no um oh, wow. because just the the clueless white energy that she and you know we're all white people here on this podcast so i don't want to talk for anyone else but like it is it's truly like nails on a chalkboard i cannot believe that some of these questions are like are exiting our well i mean uh, just to pivot a little bit yeah i mean i'm not surprised by any of that but also i really do want to talk about gwyneth's acting a little bit and my favorite my favorite role that gwyneth paltrow has ever done it's actually a tie i loved her head in the box in seven but I also loved in Contagion when she dies. It's my, like the, what her body and face does when she, Mm. I like watching Gwyneth Paltrow die. Mm. I guess you do. Yeah. Mm. What's your favorite Gwyneth Paltrow performance? Uh, I mean, Marge in Talented Mr. Ripley is. Oh yeah. um, See, you went for, you went a real answer. I I love, I love that movie. I love that before. I also love her as Margot in Royal Tenenbaums. Yes. Um, She's great. Those are definitely my two favorites. I, I do love Contagion. I think, that is a. I recently rewatched it. it, it it's is, so good. It's great. It's a classic now. I think because recently rewatched it. That sounds like yeah. a fun quarantine movie. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. Brian, 
Yeah. Brian, if, if I'm so glad you came on the podcast, cause if it wasn't for you, we never would have, we, we never would have heard Elliot say, what was that movie where they're eating each other's asses with their mouths? <laughs> and we um, instantly knew what he was talking about. And we instantly knew what he was talking about. Brian, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was thank so, you so much. You. you are the quintessential nerd gay man. And I appreciate uh, yeah. that so much about you. Uh, where? Yeah, where, where can people you? find you? So, I mean, if you have any interest in what we were talking about, <laughs> in Goop, you can go go to my podcast. It's uh, Goop Yourself on you know all podcast platforms. Uh, if or if you just search for Goop, we'll be like right under all the official Goop podcasts. Um, <laughs> and we also have a newsletter that we do every month, which is like our version of Goop with like our <laughs> recommendations. Um, and that is available on Patreon for as low as a dollar a month. Oh, wow. That's great. Wow. Thanks so much, Brian. We really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. And another thing. You know, needless to say, we've, we've discussed in the podcast uh, our individual insecurities about any number of things. But I've always had one... Um, that kind of comes into my life periodically where I will be somewhere or I'll be watching something and I, I will be afraid that someone is my doppelganger, which is to say, I think I look like that person and I'm terrified that I do. And the person that this happened with me recently was I was watching a documentary as I want to do about uh, Jonestown and the mass suicide there. And I'm convinced <laughs> I look just like Jim Jones. Uh, you don't. And thank you. I, you know, I looked at his pictures again earlier today and I think I looked like him as a kid. Uh, and so I still think I look like Jim Jones, but like, have you ever had something like, have you ever been somewhere where you'll see someone and you're like, that's like a really terrifying like version of me it's like a really like goofy like i, I guess Alice I, used to say like if we if we would go somewhere and she said and she thought somebody looked like her she said if that's what if if i if i ever yeah. look like her inject inject me with mono right right <laughs> right like people you don't look like jim afraid. jones at all i'm you looking right like, now jim jones was a fat little look. kid See, and he was a fat adult you are not like jim jones you're jim jones after weight you. loss Thank you guys. I, I, I'm so I, my, e, my ego is defl- is is inflated now. But like, but like, do you have those celebrities or those people where you'll be somewhere and you're like, if I look like this person, I'm gonna jump off a bridge. Has that ever happened to you? Well, no. I mean, for me, it happens every, almost every day. I mean, you guys both yeah. know that you, I, I have a, I have people. Tag you me get online. so offended. So wait, we I have do. to. We have to. Brent and I have to acknowledge this because Brent yeah. and I have discussed this multiple times. Your level of offense. And yeah. people saying like, oh, you look like so-and-so is sometimes like Elliot. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, I've well, gotten, I'm better with, I've gotten better with age about it because it's happened so fucking often. <laughs> so Elliot is frequently compared to uh, basically anyone with a beard and glasses. Someone will be like, oh, you, you look like Elliot. And they'll sometimes tag me. they'll tag you. And, and even Facebook started tagging Facebook's you fucking automatically. Face recognition tags me and goes, are you? And it's always some like fat Jewish guy. at like an investment firm. And I'm like, right. what? And I'm like, I don't want, fa- what? How did that, what? I hate Facebook. And I figured out how to turn it off. But I'm like, right. Facebook has to ruin my day too. Right, right. <laughs> but Alan, you've got a couple that are, that are actually perfect. Because well, let me I just can say- see... Before before I even say them, I will say it doesn't bother me. I I recognize that when people say you look like somebody, it's it's rooted more in sort of 
their own past than less about me. Mm-hmm. You know what it I mean? It is projection. It's fall projection, which is just sort of how the world works, and I'm fine with it. That said, mine are horrible and offensive, with the exception of one that I'm very <laughs> proud of. Mm. I used yeah. to get Tim Curry a lot too. People would always tell I don't me that see I that like at Tim all. Curry. I don't see that at all. I, maybe maybe I've aged out of it. But Alan, what's 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 the one you get the most? I actually can see some similarity in this one. Shut up. Um, <laughs> there's no similarity in this one. No, I get. I have gotten over the years Perez Hilton a lot. Right. No, I, I especially so lame. especially when we were shooting Latter Day Jew in Israel. And I mean, of course, if there's a there's a camera crew and a bunch of people around you. People are going to think, you know, you're somebody important. And I would have people come up to me and their first person would always be like, is that Perez Hilton? Or I'd hear people talking about Perez Hilton. And I'm thinking Perez Hilton's (laughs) around me. And they just think Perez Hilton is shooting in Israel. Which oh, is God. You're I got so much it more handsome insane. than Perez Hilton. Well, it thank even... you, thank. You. I mean, I, I'm not offended by it. I'm just. I also Good. don't want people to agree with it. That's that's yeah. the difference. Um, the other one that I'm not so bothered by, but I'm also like he's still just sort of like a schlubby dude. I mean, Perez isn't straight. At least Perez is gay. Um, but Sean Astin from like yeah. Sean Astin is so cute. No, that's he's a flattering one. Yes, he no, is. He's, yes, yeah. he is. Sean yeah. Astin is like the guy you run into at 7-Eleven and you forget his name. Like he's no, that celebrity. He's, he's, he's like very in the cute. moment you for, no, he's like he's like what's the Broblo's brother? Like that's who he is. He's that guy. Bradlow? You just forget his name. <laughs> I, he's not no. <laughs> he was wait, Sean Astin was Rudy. Yeah. And who gives yeah. a fuck about Rudy? I did. I thought, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was, into, I think he's very cute. No, but the last one that I get, I, well, I haven't gotten it a lot, but Michael mentioned it and I was like, oh, that is actually a good one. And I did, well, before I say her, I did do a Facebook app thing or an app yeah. thing that tells me what celebrity I look like. And mm. it came up with Amy Schumer and I did me as a boy. <laughs> I didn't, wow. I didn't do me in drag. I uploaded a photo of me as a boy and it said oh. Amy Schumer. So Amy Schumer. What are you going to do? But Jennifer Coolidge. Um, is oh, the other that's one. a fun one. That's I get especially one. especially in drag, uh, which if if it oh, ever yeah, I could see that if it ever gives me an opportunity to say it makes me want a hot dog real bad mm-hmm. that I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I've been t- luckily um, I've gotten some ones that are not too insulting. Uh, somebody told me I look like Jeremy Piven on the cover of a of cigar aficionado. And I was like, uh-huh. all right, I'll take it. He's handsome. I mean, I, I have, <laughs> he has like, he has, fake, he has fake hair. I have real hair, but he was wearing glasses and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I get, Michelle Collins, the comedian was once yeah. like, you look like Johnny Galecki, the guy from Roseanne and now he's, or he was on Big Bang Theory. He's mm-hmm. very he well endowed. So you guys have something in common. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. he's got, when he would wear glasses on the show, he doesn't even have a beard. Maybe he had some scruff, but literally when Michelle Collins told me that, I almost cried with joy. Yeah, I remember because you texted me. You texted me with joy because you were like, yeah. someone just said I look like Johnny Galecki and oh, I couldn't brother. be happier. Oh, it made me so happy because the only, the only other doppelganger that I've ever seen scene that i'm like oh that i guess that looks like that like me a little bit is when horatio sands like lost all that weight and uh-huh. he still had gla- he had glasses on and i was like i, I could be i could be on board Wait, with this so uh, do you ever because i get this too i've had this too before when people compare me to someone and it's obviously just because they don't want to come or they feel like yeah. i feel like it's them calling me fat in some way do you think yeah. some because sometimes because i mean like people compare you to like different bears who are like larger or whatever yeah like is that the root of like sometimes the offense? Because it's definitely the root it, for me it, sometimes. It, hugely. I mean, it, it used to be. I think now, honestly, because it's happened so much and also like 
I've learned that it's it's not offensive. It shouldn't be offensive. It and it's because like, they're just as it's handsome just, and beautiful and in a different way. And you just don't see the comparison. And it's, and, and also like, even if like either way, it's like, it's fine. I don't care, but I'm going to text you guys a picture because this is probably less fun for the audience. But years ago, it all started with when one guy literally emailed me, somebody I'd never met, a complete stranger texted me. I emailed me. I am your double. And it's this picture yeah. of this man oh, who is. I think oh, I I've seen it. this picture. Oh, yeah, he's, he's he's rather unfortunate looking. But the but the joke, like the more the more baffling yeah. part of the photo is that it's not that he's just unfortunate looking. It's that he looks so, like he's going to kill himself in the, in the back of a library. <laughs> well, well, I don't know if he's he going to kill. He looks very unhappy. Very yeah. unhappy. And, 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 I, and the email was, "I am your double." And I was like, "I actually have oh, a folder. No. I had a folder on my old computer he's that was ruined by listening. water." No, I don't think so. I had I had a folder on my computer that was ruined by water that was Elliot lookalikes, and there were ten <laughs> pictures over the yeah. years of of people that had sent Elliot pictures of this guy looks like you, and then you would forward them to me, and I would save them on 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 my well, computer. And some yeah, of them, was, again, it was just like as long as they had a beard, they thought you look. They, they were like, "Oh, you look like Elliot." If yeah. you have a, well, remember, a nicely trimmed beard and glasses. Well, there was a guy. We, I had a friend. We all knew him in in New York, and he was on the train. And there was a man who was like he wasn't even like facing him. Yeah, he was an, right. a man of color, w- wearing a green jacket, and you could barely see his <laughs> face. But he had a beard and glasses. And my friend from the time. It's t- you remember the picture brand, I yeah, think, yeah. where it was like, he was like, this guy looks just like you. And I'm like, he literally looks nothing like me. Yeah. He's yeah. not, we're not even, there's we're a not very the same unflattering race. angle. Yeah. <laughs> there's no so way, odd. there's no way, honestly, especially when that one guy, the picture you sent us, which he does look like someone who probably spent too much time in a library and perhaps, I don't think wants to kill himself, but would probably he looks like it in the. He looks like it in the photo. Well, he just Why looks... Very miserable. We're going to get some angry messages from librarians this week. But we definitely are. But I will say, when someone sends you a picture of themselves or their boyfriends or whatever, it's like often they see something great about you that possibly they see in themselves, right? Or their their person. That's why I'm not offended. That's why I'm grown to be be less offended by it because it's it's like self confidence (laughs) boost for them, and it's a compliment for you. I've learned that, and I real, I truly, I really have learned that, and I'm, and it doesn't bother me as much. At this point, I just kind of like laugh at it, or I'm in a way like complimented by it. You know, Mm -hmm. at what point Um, are you allowed to be offended? Like, at what point? Well, you know, when I was offended, I'll tell you, it was a comparison with you, Brent. People listening to the podcast often can't tell our voices apart. Mm, that is appalling to me right? because Alan's it's voice offensive. is garbage. It's offensive. Everyone knows my voice is great. Sure, <laughs> it is. It's the most straight acting voice I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Brent. Oh, you, you said I was already. Just kidding. I was just Tim kidding. Curry, you said? Yeah. Um, was there anybody yeah, else? I, no, those, those were like the big ones. Tim Curry was painful for me when I was, I when I was younger. painful. He's just like well, he's just un he's just unsexy. Yeah. So like when you're like a fifth grader and your your crush is oh, like yeah. you look like you look like this unsexy guy from the movie Clue. Yeah. You're not <laughs> you, you don't like rub one out. You know. I mean, everybody wants to be compared to like Brad Pitt or like you know someone gorgeous like like that's that's the ideal. Oh. But when you're an average person and you get compared to another well, average person, oh, like it's not exciting. You son of a I can, bitch. I can tell you a quick you're little average. anecdote. Is that. <laughs> I took I took an acting class last year, and in the class, 
one of the exercises was for the students right, to, right. they were randomly given the name of another student in the class, right? right? And so it was your job to say, almost like you were pitching them as an as a, as a actor, you'd say, this person is basically like, you know, if Amy Sedaris crossed, right. Amy Sedaris crossed with like Amy, uh, Amy right. uh, I don't know, whatever, Polar or something. So based on looks, based on their vibe. And so there was one woman in the class who was, uh, on the older side, she was a real true, tried and true kook, who was the last person I've seen <laughs> in my life to eat a giant bag of potato chips with her hands, like uh-huh. a giant bag. Wait, but, oh, okay. That's like how Michael else would you every day. No, no, to, to <laughs> bring a giant bag of ruffles was like so yeah. 90s to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so she was like, it was just like. So 90s, she, a bag of, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. it was just like, it was like, you don't see people, you don't see adults like drinking Sunny D or like eating sure, giant right, bags right. of chips. By the way, I, I actually love Sunny D and I buy it, but Oof. I agree. I agree. You're I'm literally I'm describing literally. Michael right now. <laughs> but Michael would not bring a giant bag of potato chips yes, to like a class would. or something. Yes, he would. You don't know. He <laughs> okay. would. But anyway, well, anyway, anyway, point being What was the doppelganger? The exercise was this person meets that person. So this woman, Trish, who I was obsessed with because of that the chips name, and whatever. The name. And the name, Trish. So she, it was... Somehow, my name ended up in her hands. Mm-hmm. And so the entire exercise, the entire class, everybody was given the right, you know, everyone followed the rules and, right. and went by the right comparisons. And then when I saw that I was the last one to be called and I was going to be, you know, described by Trish, I was petrified that she was going to be like, you know, uh, Dom, Dom Deloise <laughs> meets, you know, whatever. But luckily, she, luckily, Trish was so nuts that she managed to completely bungle the entire exercise and describe me as Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> wait, Sylvester Stallone versus oh. E.T. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so she completely bungled the exercise. It's like the happiest you've ever been compared to E.T. <laughs> I was so happy because she just went by Elliot being a character in the movie E.T. Yeah. And oh. also the idea, the, but oh. the idea of oh, Sylvester right. Stallone boxing E.T. as yeah. like me right, was like right. a beautiful moment. And it, it just completely like put me at ease because I didn't need to hear anything that would have made me, you know, spin out in a neurotic breakdown. That's funny. That's yeah. really funny. And right, now well, it's honestly like, it's the tattoo that I want to get. No. Well, that's just alone box, yeah, boxing E.T. Don't get it. With, I wouldn't with, do, that. do that. With Trish's name and hearts. No. Just, just, get, just get a bag, get a bag of ruffles. Yeah, just get a bag of ruffles. Yeah, call it a day. I think I think I think your next I think your next tattoo should be the words uh, put boner in here and then pointing <laughs> at your booty hoe. <laughs> Enter <laughs> below. That Enter is below. that is the end. That is the end. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? I think you look like Jim Jones. my aunt joanne would say you know if you went to a jewish photographer you wouldn't have this problem (laughs) now how about aunt Anne? sometimes when i listen to the podcast i like to google things and i googled adventure shoots gay and i don't know how i'm going to turn back from that (laughs) (laughs) oh boy adventure shoots Uh, anyway thank you for listening i'm elliot glazer i am brent sullivan and i'm h allen scott 